0: Can we trust the Bible? Are the scriptures in the majority text word of God actually authored by God and penned by Holy Ghost-inspired men of God? Have these words been preserved all these many centuries? The answers to these questions are yes, yes, yes. Have the scriptures ever been discredited by true science? Have its dictums been proven wrong by social experiment? Has any form of terrestrial or celestial scholarship ever disproved the tenets of God's redemptive work? The answers to these questions are no, no, no. Build your life and establish your family on the solid rock. Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. If you have yet to make a decision for Jesus, the only begotten Son of God, do it today, for today is the day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for instant entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Job chapter 26, verse 8, He bindeth up the waters in His thick clouds, and the cloud is not rent under them. God said, Amos chapter 9, verse 6, It is he that buildeth his stories in the heaven, and hath founded his troop in the earth. He that calleth for the waters of the sea, and poureth them out upon the face of the earth, the Lord is his name. God said, Job 36, verses 27 and 28, For he maketh small the drops of water. They pour down rain according to the vapor thereof, which the clouds do drop and distill upon men abundantly. God said, Ecclesiastes, chapter 11, verse 3. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. God said, Ecclesiastes, chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. The wind goeth toward the south and turneth about unto the north. It whirleth about continually, and the wind returneth again according to his circuits. All the rivers run into the sea. Yet the sea is not full, unto the place from whence the rivers come. Thither they return again. God said, Job 38, verses 25 through 27. Who hath divided a water course for the overflowing of waters, or a way for the lightning of thunder? To cause it to rain on the earth where no man is, on the wilderness wherein there is no man. To satisfy the desolate and waste ground, and to cause the bud of the tender herb to spring forth. Man said, Harvard geneticist Richard Lewontin. The problem is to get people to reject the irrational and supernatural explanations of the world, the demons that exist only in their imaginations, and to accept a social and intellectual apparatus, science, as the only begetter of truth. End of quote. Now the record. Mr. Lee Wanton, in his quest for a social and intellectual apparatus to be the only begetter of truth, may not have considered that God, in fact, is a very social and intellectual explanation, and one, by the way, which true science has never controverted. Welcome to GodSaidManSaid.com. At the time of this feature, God said, men said, touts 291 subject and grows by one God willing every Thursday eve. Time after glorious time, principles outlined by God and his word thousands of years ago are vindicated by modern science's latest discoveries. The earth's hydrologic cycle will just be one more wonderful proof that God authored scripture and will hold all men accountable to it at a soon coming judgment day. The functioning parts of today's hydrologic cycle are basically evaporation, atmospheric turbulence, and vapor transportation, condensation, and precipitation. In the previous sentence, the term today's hydrologic cycle was used simply because in the beginning, it wasn't as it presently is. A very brief review of the Earth's hydrological system prior to the flood in the days of Noah follows. 1. In Genesis chapter 1, we are told the earth had a water canopy above the sky, which would have offered phenomenal benefits, even contributing to eternal life. Two examples of benefits would include the water canopy filtering out UV killer rays from the sun, as well as a greenhouse effect producing a perfect atmosphere around the globe. Science knows with certainty by the creatures and foliage on earth from the permafrost of the frozen north, for example, that the entire earth was once tropical. 2. Genesis chapter 2 tells us that in the beginning there was no rain, but that God watered the whole face of the ground with a mist that went up from the earth. Every morning was a beautiful postcard sky. The first account of rain was in the days of Noah. 3. Genesis chapter 7 tells us that as a result of man's sin, God broke up the water canopy, opening the windows of heaven. He poured the waters down upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. For more details on this concept, click on to the subjects listed at the end of this article. The hydrologic cycle of today bears little resemblance to the way it was originally designed. The climate before the flood, which was pleasantly mild and supremely safe, became unpredictable and often very deadly. Concerning the Earth's climate, Whitcomb and Orse, in the book The Genesis Flood, offer the following. Removal of the protective canopy around the Earth permitted development of extreme latitudinal variations of temperature with resulting great air movements and established climatic zones, end of quote. The scriptures tell us how it once was, and the Earth's historical record in geology, archaeology, paleontology, etc. confirms it. The scriptures also describe the earth's new geologic cycle in detail, and of course, many centuries later, science says, Amen. Until the late 15th century in Columbus, the prevailing science of the day taught that the earth was flat. This played to their notion of why the rivers continually pouring into the sea did not cause the oceans to rise. Author A. O. Schnabel reports the following. Until it was known that the earth was spherical... The common belief was that the rivers flowing into the oceans did not cause the ocean to rise because an equal amount of water was spilling off the ends of the earth. Before Magellan's discovery, no scientist conceived the idea that it was the water of the ocean that was being cycled to provide the fresh water of the rivers. Raymond Comfort, in his book Scientific Facts in the Bible, offers the following, beginning with Ecclesiastes 1.7. All the rivers run into the sea yet the sea is not full, unto the place from whence the rivers come, thither they return again. This statement alone may not seem profound, but when considered with other biblical passages, it becomes all the more remarkable. For example, the Mississippi River dumps approximately 518 billion gallons of water every 24 hours into the Gulf of Mexico. Where does all the water go? And that's just one of thousands of rivers. The answer lies in the hydrologic cycle so well brought out in the Bible. The idea of a complete water cycle was not fully understood by science until the 17th century. However, more than 2,000 years prior to the discoveries of, of, excuse me, of Pierre Perrault, Edmund Mariotti, Edmund Haley, and others, the scriptures clearly spoke of a water cycle. Psalms 135, 7. He causeth the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh lightnings for the rain. He bringeth the wind out of his treasuries. The following paragraph on the hydrologic cycle was found in the Encyclopedia Britannica. Evaporation, one of the major processes in the cycle, is the transfer of water from the surface of the earth to the atmosphere. By evaporation, water in the liquid state is transferred to the gaseous or vapor state. This transfer occurs when some molecules in a water mass have attained sufficient kinetic energy, energy, excuse me, to eject themselves from the water surface. The principal source of water vapor is the oceans, but evaporation also occurs in soils, snow, and ice. Although storage in the atmosphere is comparatively small, water vapor is extremely important in forming the moisture supply for dew, frost, fog, clouds, and precipitation. Precipitation that falls to the earth is distributed in four main ways. Some is returned to the atmosphere by evaporation. Some may be intercepted by vegetation and then evaporated from the surface of leaves. Some uh, percolates into the soil by infiltration, and the remainder flows directly as surface runoff into the sea. Some of the infiltrated precipitation may later percolate into streams as groundwater runoff. Again from writings from A.O. Schnabel, it was not observed until the 18th century that clouds can transport moisture away from the area in which they were formed. From observations at only a few points, Benjamin Franklin was the first to recognize that individual storms move from place to place over the Earth's surface. The river to sea, river to water cycle was published by Benjamin Franklin from his observations, thus greatly aiding the study of weather by men, end of quote. Today's hydrologic cycle, even in its pre-flood condition, is declared in the Word of God thousands of years before science begins to comprehend the reasons why. This is just one more proof that God is, and that He is a rewarder of them who diligently seek Him. God said, Job 26 verse 8, He bindeth up the waters in His thick clouds, and the cloud is not rent under them. God said, Amos chapter 9 verse 6, It is He that buildeth His stories in the heaven, and hath founded His troops in the earth, He that calleth for the waters of the sea, and poureth them out upon the face of the earth. The Lord is His name. God said, Job chapter 36, verses 27, 28, for he maketh small the drops of water. They pour down rain according to the vapor thereof, which the clouds do drop and distill upon man abundantly. God said, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 3, if the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. God said, Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, The wind goeth toward the south, and turneth about into the north. It whirleth about continually, and the wind returneth again to his circuits. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full, unto the place from whence the rivers come. Thither they return again. God said, Job chapter 38, verses 25 through 27, Who hath divided a water course for the overflowing of waters, or a way for the lightning of thunder, to cause a terrain on the earth where no man is, on the wilderness wherein there is no man, to satisfy the desolate and waste ground and to cause the bud of the tender herb to spring forth. Man said, Harvard geneticist Richard Lewontin, the problem is to get people to reject the irrational and supernatural explanations of the world, the demons that exist only in their imaginations, and to accept the social and intellectual apparatus, science, as the only begetter of truth, end of quote. Now you have the record.